Hey listeners, you're tuning in to a podcast about kids in the hall that easily veers off into mature subject matter and includes a whole heck of a lot of swearing. Enjoy the show, eh? Welcome to Kit and Tell, the podcast that can only be fixed with a whole lot of milk. <laughs> we'll be reviewing every episode with witty banter and unmissable segments like Why You Don't Deserve a Raise and Do You Really Think Belle Bib DeVoe was Kevin McDonald's favorite hip-hop group? <laughs> I'm Kalina McCordoff in London, England, and I am joined by Han Seidemann in Prince Rupert, Canada. Belle Bib DeVoe. <laughs> <laughs> Stu Derricotic in Vancouver. Hot Bruce. And a couple miles away from Stu, Trevor Record, also in Vancouver. <laughs> Hot Bruce. So we'll be reviewing episode three of season three, which aired sometime in 1991. So let's kick off with the sketch rundown. We have got receiving fan mail. A 10-year-old is surprised to find out that Bruce <laughs> is only 17 inches tall. Uh, I love it. Mother's cheating on me. Kevin has a mental breakdown after his wife cheats on him and just needs a whole lot of milka. Uh, deserves a raise. The kids get a bit inside baseball and make fun of comedians who can't finish a sketch but want a raise anyway. That continues far too long and we get, I guess, a round two of deserves a raise where the sketch still hasn't ended after a perceived 20 days and they're running out of goldfish water to drink. And this closes off with introducing Tammy. Buddy Cole discovers hot new pop sensation. Tammy, played by Hot Bruce. So let's dive in with a segment about the Deserves a Raise sketch, parts one and two. This is where we start thinking that it's a shitty sketch about a worker who's asking a distracted boss about a raise, only to realize that the joke is that the whole sketch is shit. And the comedian who wants a raise is actually the writer of that shit sketch. Um, and I know we many a time have poked fun of the kids being lazy or making too many jokes about the industry so how did this land for you how far deep in a pile of shit was it <laughs> and do you think it actually started out as a sketch but then just got ripped apart at the writer's readout like was there anything salvageable about it in any way Stu? I love I love this sketch. Really? I think it's really funny and it's a nice meta commentary. There are little parts that I think like yeah, it's kind of I thought it was kind of lame to be the like, "Ooh, writers get to write about writing. Isn't that interesting?" Yeah. But it's a great send-up and I think what really tipped it over for me is how delighted Dave's character looks at the stupid jokes he wrote and how fucking unimpressed yeah. Kevin <laughs> that is. That this, is like, the best part of the sketch for sure. Person like and it was this weird magical realism where it's like they're trapped in the existence of the sketch, but exist outside of it, but also don't. He's like, am I, uh, what's my wife's name? It's like Olive. <laughs> Olive Pickersnickle or whatever. Pickle yeah. Feather. Pickle Feather. Pickle Feather. Pickle Feather. My dearest Olive Pickle Feather. Yeah, and then he pulls the pie out, and Dave's just like, a pie in the face! And he just looks so happy with himself. Uh, yeah, at the very end of the part two, it's like he doesn't even actually know his own name, and then like Dave's like, uh, Budford, and he's like, Budford Picklefeather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That too, and the fact that the first, the first part of the sketch closes out with like, you didn't write an ending, and then they just <laughs> hang out awkwardly for like 30 seconds. I thought it was great. 
I did chuckle at a few things. Like, um, there was a point where Kevin, I don't know why he is. It's when it's when he like awkwardly thrusts <laughs> at the camera, and I can't remember what specifically it was about. But then also he him urging for some further details about his character, like he wants more depth is he married is he not married is he cut was he uncut <laughs> yeah. like i didn't realize people made so many jokes about circumcision uh, yeah, it was a big, it was a real big thing <laughs> we got to eaters yeah, yeah. I, i'm going to defend these two sketches too though and i think uh i've also loudly complained about when the joke is just that they broke the fourth wall but i think that this joke is going slightly further where really the butt of the joke is like their own tropes and they're kind of like just attacking how some of their sketches have a very lazy setup where it's just like some businessmen are interacting and there's a power hierarchy going on um you think you just you deserve a raise here at oh god comedy Inc. <laughs> comedy Inc. yeah <laughs> and like and like dave is just like i think there's a potential for a reoccurring character here and kevin's just like oh yeah i can see it now but i want to raise guy <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know i i think i agree with kalina if you are saying that it, it's not great i i think it was fine it wasn't like outwardly bad although i think i definitely preferred the first part to the second part um but it did just feel very meta for meta's sake and mm. i think the only reason it doesn't strike me as more funny is because just being meta has become so played out in the way that it maybe wasn't back then like i think it was more you know cutting mm. edge back in the early early 90s than it is to me to me now interesting yeah. theory. <laughs> um but i mean that being said yeah there and you guys have talked about them there are some good bits i did also Stu, agree i agree with you dave's face when the pie comes out and just the giant like shit-eating grin because he's so pleased with himself was pretty hilarious um and and as you were saying trevor some of those bits like the comedy ink and the and the like character development am i cut am i uncut were, were also uh, <laughs> pretty funny so even though I don't think it holds up super well as like a, as a construction of a sketch, it still like is overall, it gets a passing grade. It's more than a 50%. It's a really? D minus. Give, oh, I would give it like a B, a B plus. I I'm giving it, it a B. Yeah. The, the, they're self-aware. Wow. They know wow. some of their, their weaknesses and they're making fun of them. Wow. This is so interesting. I did not expect that you guys were really going to jump on board. Yeah. With this, no so D minus hard D minus. <laughs> I think be, because I think it I think it kind of transcends that whole like ah right and caring about comedy is stupid and like it was really self aware and kind of poking at it. Do you do you think I mean what, back a while ago when we had the editors um, sketches? Do you think this is any better? Editors was better. I think different. it's better, but no, I think I think this it's it's different and the editors went on longer and this one is very self contained. Plus, it has that great morbid stuff of like. Oh, you don't finish your sketches, you die in purgatory. <laughs> like it gets weirdly oppressive and claustrophobic. <sighs> on that note. Just, on that note. <laughs> Let's move on to mothers cheating on me. <laughs> uh, I didn't even hear oh, him yeah. say mothers cheating on me in the sketch. I just thought it was I thought it was Kevin playing his drunk dad. Well, I mean those Which... two things can be the same, <laughs> the same thing. Um so this sketch is best known for Kevin going into a mental breakdown and spiral and talking about Bev Bildebo hitting top of the charts and fixing everything with a whole lot of Milka. And that, that is just such a classic line and is just repeated almost ad nauseum um, by the Kids in the Hall fandom. 
uh, still to this day but on Twitter, according to to my recent uh, my recent views. So, mm. do you guys remember this sketch fondly, and what do you think makes it such a classic? I'm maybe the worst person to chime in on this first, but it because it didn't really stand out super strongly to me, and it's not one that I really remembered since childhood. Um, and I didn't realize whole lot of milk uh, was thing <laughs> among other diehard kids in the hall fans. So maybe I'm not a true fan. I don't know. But um, I did want to point out did, that did anyone else notice that the son in this sketch was Darrell's little brother oh, from yeah. season two? Ooh, yeah. good spot. So good it, spot. it made me wonder if this <clears throat> sketch was set in the past before she cheated on him and he had his breakdown and went away. Maybe, mm. and then that's why the little kid needs the mm. big brother. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's my thinking. But also, um, there's milk in a bag, and that's always funny. So there's that too. Mm-hmm. Canadian. <laughs> I, I I also don't really remember this one so much. Really? So I I just I want to <laughs> ask you, Kalina, where. Where is it you're seeing everyone referencing whole lot oh, of milk? I, yeah, I, let's get just, let's get the chicken lady account on the horn. Well, no, I, I <laughs> yeah. mean, so I will I will admit, um, I on my tweet deck I have a kids in the hall column set up, where there are mentions of kids <laughs> wow. in the hall and of certain kids and then certain accounts that I know are are, are fans. Um, as well of your, as yourselves, of course. Uh, and no, I'm just, I'm always very surprised when people, especially when um, Kevin fans uh, come out, they always quote whole lot of Milka. So, Kalina, you have a tweet deck where you're keeping tabs on all kids in the hall fans that you're aware of and like kind of keeping metrics on the things that they say all well, the this, time? This is more anecdotal evidence, I would say. I would say I see I see it more more than I thought I would have. Like, I, I always... Like, it's, this, it's just light stalking. It's just light stalking, yeah. And in the way that this kind of, that my pen kind of sticks in your Look, head I, because it's like a repeatable I thing. Like find the fact it that a whole lot of Milka is repeated so many mm. times in the sketch and over such a variety of things mm. that he just like can't cope with. <laughs> I love it is, I'll, yeah. I'm going to go fix the car and just takes the Milka and pours it into <laughs> the rose bush. I'll be honest with you, Kalina, yeah, I've, never, I've never seen this one before. It's never stood really? out for me. I yeah, see the, the meme hmm. potential. Like, I have been saying Milka a lot, and I don't know why. It also made me yes. so uncomfortable that he overfilled the bowl and left the cereal there. I don't know why, <laughs> but I was like, it's getting soggy. It's getting soggy. <laughs> it just occurred to me that this is, like, almost certainly going to be the gift for this episode. It will be, will be a, there will be a milk-related gift. Oh, me. yeah, yeah. No, no question. Has a lot of, has a lot of visual Whole lot of milk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I also, when I, I mentioned this a little earlier, but I didn't hear the line, Mother's cheating on me. I just thought it was like, oh, Kevin's got a bad dad, I guess. Kevin is a bad dad? Oh, God, the circle. <laughs> I guess this is a joke yeah. about cycles, yeah. Okay, uh, and next up, I'd like to discuss best kid and worst kid. Who stunk it up and who stole the show? Trevor. Oh, I'm going to give it a little Kev this week. He got a whole lot of milk. Uh, and got a lot of earthquake. Uh, and actually, I liked the uh, Rays series as well. Um, so I know that we're divided on oh. that, but I thought that that was all Kevin, all Kevin for just taking apart Dave. Um, <laughs> Dave, Dave, Dave was also good there, but that was mostly Kevin. Uh, everyone did pretty decent though, so I don't think anyone gets worst again. I, I don't think anyone's gotten worst in a while for oh, me. Um, all good boys. Yeah. They're You're all gonna be a good father. You're gonna be a good. Everyone's father. staying in line right now. <laughs> we haven't had any. We haven't had any blackface for a while, so no one gets like a default worst kid. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> best kid for me. There weren't any that sucked in this, though. Yeah. Well, that's true. Um, best kid for me in this episode at least goes to Bruce this week because I thought his fan mail bit was absolutely adorable. Uh, yeah, and he wasn't in the bits that I considered to be kind of unimpressive, like the deserveres things. Um, and then his uh, turn as Tammy was like very, very solid. And I thought he like what did a very good job of being an empty-headed pop star Tammy person. So good job, Bruce. And also, I don't have a worse kid either. Right, so, interesting. You know. Stu. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna go with you on Kalina. I think it's a Kevin episode. And like yes. a Kevin episode because he really sticks the landing with the deserves a raise. Yeah, he is he is the comedy on that one, which is great, and he's so good in Mother's Cheating on Me. I like I can't stop thinking about his <laughs> face. Belle Biv DeVoe. Yeah, this is like I I really I did get quite excited when there was two Kevin sketches in a row, and I guess if you count <laughs> deserves a raise one and two, it's three sketches in a row. But yeah, it's the it's the Bell is the Bev Bill DeVoe line like and and I I think also his re- yeah, his reaction to not having any depth of character in the Ray's sketch, balking at the lack of creativity, um really I mean to me it was really it's only saving grace. Um and yeah, Bruce will come mm. as a close second uh for Tammy because that song just keeps getting stuck in my head. <laughs> Segregation. <laughs> Hibernation. <laughs> that was oh, it and was so dance. good. I loved it. <laughs> segregation. I would really love to hear like a fan-made dark wave song just featuring Kevin's dissociation noises and being like songs that dissociate. Mm. To be like Bell Bill DeVoe, Bubble Bubble Bill DeVoe. It actually it made me listen to a lots of Bill Bev Bill. You still can't say Bell Biv. Bell Biv DeVoe, gang. Bell, Bell Biv DeVoe. DeVoe. Come on, they were top of the charts in 1991. With uh, Word Up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's yeah. Poison. It's Poison. It's Poison. Word poison, up. poison. Yeah, that's right. That poison. Uh, Word Up is Cameo. Okay. Mm. Yep. Uh, Glad we sorted that out. And <laughs> finally, I mean, the thing is, we don't, it's not like we have a lot to really choose from uh, in this episode it's about 17 minutes long what about like four or five sketches but i mean i think these are going to be quite closely correlated with um our best and worst kids uh but do you guys want to do a rapid fire on best and worst sketch you know i I actually think that even though i gave kev best kid um receiving fan mail was my favorite sketch i just loved tiny bruce being demeaned uh starting with a fan letter from a 10 year old girl tara blanchard who said i knew you were short but i didn't know you're shorter than me and then like the staff (laughs) members on the show and then like dave and like by this point dave is like towering over him a giant head and it's like how tall am i i'm like five seven right it's like you're like 17 inches and then finally he's menaced by a cat and he's also like drinking out of a giant coffee <laughs> yeah. cup so uh, yeah that one's gonna get four tiny brucios out of five for me what? yeah four out of five i really? love it wow. yeah okay i thought it was lame man no it was no, fun. It, has it, was pun- it has the one good punchline of 10 years old which i will admit got me and then the rest of it's like yeah he's small you guys it was yeah. cute. it was a good cute sketch i liked it no no, I don't know. I liked the dear Bruce. When I saw you on the street the other day, boy, you sure were small. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I thought that I was the elf uh, voice at the end. Lame. This is bunkum. Uh, Stu is too cool for school. Anyways, well, again. regardless, I'm not. Uh, I'm not here to defend fan mail, even though I did like it. I'm giving my standout sketch this week to Tammy. 
Um, which I will, I will agree with you, Kalina. I don't know. I didn't feel like this was a particularly strong episode, but Tammy was great. Um, Bruce as Tammy was hilarious. The other thing I loved about this was the weird teen boy <laughs> backup <laughs> dancers <laughs> drinking yeah. milk with vacant expressions in the background. They were wonderful. The one yeah. of them playing the bagpipes was bizarre and hilarious. And then the <laughs> lyrics, as you already pointed out, Kalina, segregation, hibernation. Um, yes. Buddy's Ninja Turtle brooch was wonderful. Uh, and all the kids' celebrity reporter personas were hilarious. And uh, I want to give it a special shout out to Kevin, mm-hmm. which, yeah. which was like, I think, the only female reporter. And uh, she was great. <laughs> Um, and she actually had, I think, kind of decent questions. But anyways, um, the way they all come together at the end to dance was heartwarming. So I give it 3.75 white men behind the curtain pulling the strings out of five. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. And I like the setup of the, like, no, but I think it's actually a statement on, or well, who knows what the fucking statement is. Like, gays controlling <laughs> the media kind of thing, or just, like, you know, he, he literally mm. finds her at mm. a McDonald's and is like, yep, I can mold you like clay. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I was I was definitely torn between uh, Mother's Cheating on Me and Tammy, but I, I am going to give it to Kevin's mental breakdown. For I mean, for me and my perception of what's going on on Twitter, it is a kith classic. So 3.5 out of 5 milk bags. A kith classic that gets three and a half milk bags? Come on. <laughs> I would, what I'm saying is it's not going to come out as like my, my end of season top five sketches i mean mm. who knows let's see let's we'll see find out happens. i suppose mm-hmm. <laughs> i think our our listeners might be interested to know that like out of all of us kalina definitely in real life does the most uh kids in the hall impressions just in day-to-day kind of talking <laughs> uh, no one knows. when she was here for my <laughs> wedding over the summer like she just kept on talking like gavin constantly i was like i forgot how much <laughs> you talk like gavin in real life. you're like it's how i talk she does. <laughs> Never. Don't put salt in your eyes. Mm. Never put salt in your eyes. Pu- oh man, I can't wait to get to. I can't wait to get to that sketch. That's one of my all-time favorites. Kalina put hydrogen peroxide in my eye while saying, "Don't put salt in your eye." I did. It was very. It was. It was str- strangely were... close to your cornea. I was like feeling it was like way too intimate. I'm like, I should be putting salt in your eye. You right got now. so tense. It was great. Also, <laughs> Kalina yells, "Night of the cow!" A lot. Night of the cow. Night of the cow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to milk her again. A <laughs> whole lot of milk. All right. Well, that's it for season three, episode three. Join us next week for episode four, which will be hosted by Hans, 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 In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter where Hans is our work pig mm-hmm. at Pod. Weigh in on your favorite sketch and Deloitte. Deloitte. Oh, I keep saying Deloitte. 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 Thanks for listening to Kip and Tell, Night of the Cow. Goodbye. Deloitte. Belle Biv DeVoe. Deloitte. Deloitte. <laughs>